podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello there guys, Daniel Childs back here again. Uh, rational perspective on Newcastle 1, Chelsea 0. It's the day after the night before Chelsea losing their third consecutive Premier League game. That's the first time that has happened since November of 2015 under Jose Mourinho, that infamous period under Jose where he lost his job for the second time at Chelsea. Uh, we were reigning champions and we were close to the relegation zone. Not quite as bad as that, but given where we currently are in the table, given our current form and performances, you think if things continue in that fashion, it will be quite similar to 15-16. It's been a terrible start to the season. Um, I know, as I say, 15-16 was worse. Uh, but that was a group of players who then went on to, mostly group of players, who went on to win the league again the following season. Um, I think what makes this such a depressing situation at the moment is we haven't won the league title since 2017. And there's been such a lack of enjoyment watching Chelsea since August. I think the general level of performance has been pretty poor. I think if we were to, you know, if I was to ask you right now, pick out, you know, a couple of Chelsea performances, high points, really emphatic, good performances this season. I think you're struggling to make them on one hand. Spurs, the second game of the season, I think was a really, really good performance, undermined by poor officiating. Is that a sliding doors moment in our season? Unfortunately, I think it is. We can blame Anthony Taylor for that. Um, I think the Wolves performance, sure, Wolves have been terrible so far this season, but I think Chelsea's general play against the team who just came to defend was was pretty good. Uh, the two performances against AC Milan, sure. I think the Salzburg game away from home where we did get qualification for the, for the knockout stages was good. But other than that, I mean, even the wins we've got have been kind of either clinging on or we've been lucky by some officiating decisions ourselves. I mean, that is what that is what has made this season so far just so depressing. And I think you see the mood so bad at the moment. It's always going to be bad when you're losing games consistently, uh, particularly when you're the reflection of the team you're losing to is kind of everything you want to be. You know, Arsenal are flying high. I think they have the same number of points as Chelsea's 0405 team at this point of the season, which is just ridiculous. Um, they're top of the table. Things are clicking for them. Uh, a team that Chelsea would have wanted to compete with and be neck and neck with, or at least in front of this season, given what we invested in the summer and we were in front of last season. Um, you see Newcastle, a club who were you know close to the relegation zone this time last year. Uh, everything's clicking for them. You know their players are showing moments of inspiration. Players who were heavily doubted in the past, like Miguel Amaron, are now being some of the best in the league. Uh, for Chelsea, it's the opposite. We are buying players who have been some of the best in the league and they deteriorate at Chelsea. Some of our better players who have been trusted in recent years have started to really underperform like Mason Mount. Reese James consistently gets injured at key points of the season. Um, all round, it's just miserable. I, I don't think there there is any other way to spin this. And I do think Graham Potter deserves criticism because when you're seeing performances like last night against a very good Newcastle side, a confident Newcastle side, to expect in the past week Chelsea to roll up to those three games and just blitz them and to just turn up and win comfortably was, I think that's insane. I just really do. If, if that was your expectation, I think that's silly. But at the same point, when Chelsea are offering such little um, in the final third, I think it's it's right for people to be critical, as I was with Thomas Tuchel against Zagreb, for instance, if you watch that review. I'm going to say similar things today because 
when you have that approach and Chelsea don't create good opportunities, the moment you go 1-0 down, there is such little inspiration and kind of confidence the team can get back into things. And it looks like that to me with the players. Just like it was against Arsenal, the moment things start going wrong, as we've seen consistently this season, the mentality in the players isn't one where we come back and change things. Uh, other than the Crystal Palace game where we went 1-0 down very early on, few times this season Chelsea have overcome difficulties in games uh, it looks like the moment and, and that's just obvious when, when things are going wrong players are lacking confidence and rhythm um, but they just they, last night there was such a lack of an idea you know Amando Breuer was just kind of stranded up top on his own expected to go past like five Newcastle defenders at times um, just by himself um, and that's such a shame um, because it feels like to me, and I don't know if you guys agree, and before we do get into this, um, please hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you don't miss any of the uploads. Even though the World Cup is here, um, I still will be making uploads. I'm still going to be doing uh, some good collabs with Chelsea um, content creators to kind of have wider discussions about what's going on at the club at the moment. And if you are listening on the podcast, thank you so much for doing so. Uh, Son of Chelsea is a part of the 90-minute podcast network. Please give the podcast a rate and review. And just like on the YouTube channel, the content won't be stopping. So if you are listening, thank you very much. Uh, hopefully things will improve on the podcast. What a time to launch a new Chelsea podcast when things are so bleak, but hopefully they will improve and hopefully you do enjoy listening to this. And maybe this is a bit of therapy uh, before we go into the World Cup break. Um, but yeah, as... When you create such little in the game and, you know, I I feel with Graham Potter, just my analysis of the situation and obviously not speaking to Graham Potter, not knowing what his plans are. I feel that that Brighton first half has kind of scared him off doing things um, because it feels like since then he's just kind of with the exception, of course, Man City, where we did create good opportunities. And I think we were kind of well balanced um, in that free for free shape. Against Newcastle and um, and Arsenal, it feels like he's just kind of gone into sort of a really sort of risk-free approach where Chelsea are just trying to sort of survive the games effectively. And kind of almost going into it with the mood that as, as fans we kind of have where you're just kind of dreading it. So the players are kind of dreading it and it's just like, well, let's just hope we don't fall into a disaster here and get trounced. It's not the approach I want to see from any Chelsea team, uh, particularly of the resources we have. And particularly with a coach like Graham Potter who created such a progressive team at Brighton and already what we've seen at Chelsea up until that Brighton game where things went so horrendously wrong he was taking risks he was trying interesting things with players even with without a player like Reese James he was trying players at right wing back sure people get annoyed at that as they did with Thomas Tuchel but at least he was trying different things and Chelsea were creating opportunities we looked varied in attack we were moving the ball quickly now when you get into kind of this really turgid kind of where you're doing you're not really defending amazingly well but you're not really attacking well it just it leaves you in a place where you are absolutely in the firing line because if you don't win the game if you don't at least get a point if you don't keep a clean sheet you're likely going to lose in an alternative universe we can look at say the Spurs game earlier in the season we can look at the the Man City game in midweek you can look at several games where Chelsea have missed good opportunities on a different day Chelsea could have won and you say if Chelsea replicate that performance nine times out of ten we'll get a better result replicating performances like Arsenal and Newcastle most of the time are not going to get you good results at best they're getting you a point which obviously Chelsea need more than that at the moment if they hope to get back into the race for the Champions League um, for next season because at the moment we're not seeing that. I do think the team selection 
wasn't the worst and i do think it's damned if you do damned if you don't because i'm seeing a lot of sort of the the, the mood i'm getting at the moment from people before this game um was you know potter needs to start playing players on form and the players that have consistently been picked haven't been playing well so the likes of raheem sterling who was ill last night couldn't be selected pierre-emerick Aubameyang, kai havertz mark kukurea you know seeing lewis hall being given a chance if there is one positive out of the past week which has been pretty bad for Chelsea. It's the emergence of Lewis Hall and seeing him break into the first team, get the trust of Graham Potter and start a Premier League game. And hopefully that is a sign of things to come because, again, I think he asserted himself well, played some really nice passes in the in, in the first half, um, and hopefully we can develop that. And, and maybe he'll be relied upon when we do return after the World Cup if Ben Chilwell isn't ready and, you know, Kukurea has not been, been in good form this season. So... Hear that? That's the sound of the 2023 Chevy Silverado's 2.7-liter high-output turbo engine, delivering 430 pounds per foot of torque with no compromise durability. Impressive power. Whether you're helping friends move or just moving some friends. Thanks! This is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to enjoy the ride. And most importantly, this is the sound of you heading to your local Chevy dealer today for a test drive. Find your Silverado and find new roads. Chevrolet. Lewis Hall, a, a real positive from this week. And Amanda Bray getting a start, a player we want to see get developed. But still, the approach for me was just so bad. And it was just so negative that I wasn't angry about the first 45 minutes. You have to see a game in its entirety. As we know, things can change uh, quite quickly in football. Um, I wasn't getting outraged at halftime like some people were. But then when you watch the second half where really only one team was going to win that game, it was ironic that our best chance came briefly before the winning goal by Joe Willock. Uh, an incredible finish, really, it was. Um, Conor Gallagher, I think Christian Pulisic, you know, did, did well in that move. And Conor Gallagher with a really good effort into the far corner, but Nick Pope saved it well. But other than that, I mean, once they score the goal and they show a moment of inspiration, of course, Miguel Amaron's involved. I think Khalidou Koulibaly, who has really ended this run poorly um, in midweek and also last night, you know, hasn't really shown anything, you know, to justify, you know, to, to go and sign him in the summer. It's been a real shame to see him falter at Chelsea so far, uh, like a lot of players. Once that goal goes in, again, what are Chelsea going to do? You're left in, in kind of this situation where you're like well we haven't really built up any rhythm there's no real sign of what Chelsea are going to do when they do move into the final third and then it was just kind of the the classic Chelsea in a bad moment chucking players on and just trying to throw bodies forward chaotically at the end um and nothing happened and and the the most that happened was Christian Pulisic got, got weirdly shoved by the referee for some reason and Kai Havertz was squaring up to people after the full-time whistle I mean that was it from a Chelsea perspective and Rightly, Graham Potter gets criticised for that. He gets criticised heavily because as, as Chelsea head coach at Chelsea, losing games consistently in that manner is not good. Even if, granted, the teams we have faced in the past week have been very good. You know, Arsenal are flying high. I think they have the same number of points as Chelsea's 4 or 5 team did at this point of the season. Quite ridiculous. Uh, Man City, we obviously know the quality there. And Newcastle, who are kind of... You know, the antithesis to everything we want, you know, they, they are what we want Chelsea to be currently, a sense of togetherness, a sense of unity, a sense of certainty over the starting eleven. That that home crowd is so buoyant at the moment for very obvious reasons. And you have players outperforming expectation. That is something we have not seen at Chelsea for so long. Chelsea players consistently as we've seen in attack mostly when we think about this, have been underperforming expectation. Even ones we buy from other clubs who we think have been really good come to Chelsea, they don't improve, um, they kind of regress. And, and that is a consistent pattern that makes things so 
depressing and, and miserable going into this break and leaves you at a place where you are pointing the finger in many different directions. The finger is being pointed at Graham Potter. The finger is being pointed at the quality of the squad. The finger is being pointed at the new ownership. So people are kind of feeling quite confused, I think, at the moment of, of where to go. And I completely understand that. And I think all three of those deserve criticism. Absolutely. And this moment of reflection is very important for Chelsea of what we want to be as a club, where we want to go. Those conversations, I think, will be had on, on this podcast, I think, by a lot of Chelsea fans just amongst themselves in the coming weeks. And, and rightly so. I don't think the current group, no matter what you say about them, are, are performing to their level at the moment. Anyone that tries to spin, you know, that th this group is eighth at best, I think, are being silly. I think this this group can absolutely achieve more than this. Um, this is not an acceptable level of performance, and I and I just reject that completely because I have seen already under Graham Potter a better level of performance. You do come to the injuries. We all do. Uh, I think those are quite relevant. The consistent injury problems we've had that have disrupted plans uh, under recent head coaches too. This has been a real problem. You saw Ruben Loftus-Cheek going down quite early with an injury last night, an off-the-ball injury. We get so many of those. Uh, Aspilicueta apparently was struggling with, with fitness at halftime. That's why he had to come off too. You add that to Reese James, Kepa, N'Golo Kante, Wesley Fofana, Ben Chilwell. We hope a lot of those will be back by the time we face Bournemouth on the 27th of December. Um, but it still is a problem. And it worries me that even when we get those players back, are some of those players going to revert to type and, you know, get injured again or a new one's going to get injured maybe at the World Cup. Um, so it, it's it, that's what makes Graham Potter's job, I think, even more tricky is that with such a congested schedule he's had, it is kind of ridiculous when you think about the changing of mood. It, it reminds me a little bit of when things went so wrong under Frank Lampard, when it wasn't, it isn't actually a long period of time. His first game, Graham Potter, his first Premier League game, sorry, as Chelsea head coach was at the start of October, the first weekend of October. So when you actually think we're, you know, we're not even in December yet, it's been a very quick downturn in mood. Um, because there have been so many games, so many of them have been away from home. We've had injuries, we've had to rotate. And, and I think that this has been all with Graham Potter having to deal with, I think, a lot of collateral damage and, and you know, also kind of a mood around the club that was already kind of frustrated when he arrived. You know, you think about the mood against Salzburg, his very first game was not exactly, exactly optimistic because you are replacing a very popular head coach. And there are many people right now looking at that decision in September angry and saying why did we sack Thomas Tuchel one of the best coaches in European football that decision has been made but it's one that is naturally going to come up because things haven't radically improved Chelsea fans are used to when we change head coaches this kind of massive boost in this honeymoon period for at least a, a short-term uh, spike that we see we haven't seen that this time there's been kind of a couple a few good results you know a, a few good results in the Champions League where we've, we've qualified those are where I think the best performances most of the time have come under, under Graham Potter so far this season and with Graham Potter the expectation level goes up another notch at Chelsea several notches really um, at Stamford Bridge because people at this club are used to seeing Chelsea win trophies they're used to seeing coaches who have won massive titles not only with Chelsea but before they got the job his CV is not you know it's not similar to ones we've had before at the club I don't think that makes his job impossible and that doesn't mean that Chelsea just pulled the plug instantly that has been the problem Chelsea just pulling the plug too quickly on on projects if you want to call them that um, has kind of been why we've got into this situation in my opinion I really do I, I think that has been why we've seen such a muddled squad in recent years but naturally people look at his CV they look at what has he won listen these are kind these can seem like lazy things but I, I it was so obvious what was going to happen 
when things started to go wrong for Graham Potter, where people were going to direct their anger and what they were going to say about him as a coach. Um, and that's a shame, but, you know, he needs to face that. He knew the challenge. He knew the risk when he took this job of the expectation level that was going to go up of several notches at Chelsea. Um, and it's it's on him. It's on the players. It's on the club, the recruitment structure, the new recruitment structure being built currently to rectify that, to build a squad that is more competent, that is more coherent. Um, and some of that is a bit of patience, but I think that that patience obviously has to be earned by better performances. If people can see a plan in place um, where things can look like they can improve in the long term, even if we aren't always getting wins, I think people will back you. If we see performances that are dreadful, that are turgid, where you're not given much optimism and things to cling on to, whether that's a, a sign of, you know, a, a pattern of play or, or chances being created, a moment of flair, um, signs that players are improving under the new coach, then I think it's very difficult for people to just be positive. Um, even if they aren't calling for the coach's head, they are just going to be negative naturally and downbeat and pessimistic. So that is where I think things are. And even if we may disagree about where Chelsea go next. I think we can all agree that it's good that Chelsea are now on a bit of a break because, as I say, since August, it has not been enjoyable. But that's where we are and hopefully things can improve heading into the new year. Thank you guys for watching this video and also on the podcast. Uh, please give it a rate and review. If you are watching on my YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you don't miss any of the uploads. Follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea and I'll see you again very soon. All the best. Podcast Network.